The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. Hello, family. Welcome to another episode of the Minding My Black Business podcast. And it is I, Dr. T, Dr. Janae Taylor. Nay, nay, it's me. I am here rounding out Mental Health Awareness Month with another solo episode. This has been a pure pleasure to have a whole month of solo episodes dedicated to therapy. I think I might actually do this again in July because July is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. It's a thought. Don't hold me to that just yet. I'm marinating on it. It it sounds like it might work for us. (laughs) So let's kind of review. Let's recap what has happened this month. So, so far we talked about how to find a therapist, how to pay for therapy, what happens in that first appointment, So these are all good chunks of information for those who might be unfamiliar to therapy. Now let's talk about what happens if your therapist is not a good fit. This is a real conversation. (laughs) I think the assumption can be sometimes that you will do all this work and find the perfect therapist for you. You'll find one that works really well with your style. You'll feel comfortable, um, relatable to your therapist. It just will all work out in that first shot. And for some, that is entirely true. That is 100% true. They have that experience, and that is fantastic. However, there are those of us who go through the whole process of being really diligent about finding a therapist And then we sit with that person, and it just does not feel good. And it could be a whole host of things, and we'll talk about what that might look like. So this is really tricky, right? Because therapy could not feel good initially because it's requiring you to be open and vulnerable and perhaps talk about things that you don't talk about often or maybe have never said out loud, um, or maybe have never shared with another individual. So, at least in the beginning, there are lots of uncomfortable parts about it because it's requiring you to kind of look at the, the real tender spots of you. So, when I say not a good fit, that I'm not referring to that. <laughs> in fact, that's part of the work that you need to be doing. That's where the change needs to happen in those spaces. So what do I mean by not a good fit? Well, I have heard all sorts of stories. So one of the things that I typically ask my clients when we do those initial sessions, especially if I know they've gone to therapy before, is to tell me about that experience. How long did you go? What prompted you to go at that time? And then why did you stop going? 
And so oftentimes you'll hear things like, well, I moved, or in some cases, I reached my goal. In some other cases, the therapist moved to another practice or moved out of state or out of the city. And then there are those points where people will say, yeah, it didn't feel good. I didn't, it didn't, it didn't seem right. And I hear that more often than I would like to. Because sometimes these things are connected to how the therapist is behaving in session with that person. And as a therapist, that doesn't feel good to know that there are some licensed mental health professionals out there just behaving poorly. It happens. There are some in every profession. And so some of these things that are happening in which there are behaviors that are, that are not acceptable is I've heard things like, well, I didn't feel heard. So what they meant specifically by that is they would begin to share what was going on for them, and then the conversation and the topic would shift to the therapist, and the therapist would kind of monopolize the session, talking about their own lives. And the subject matter would never get switched back over to the client. Well, the client didn't feel like they were being helped because they spent the whole time listening to whatever the therapist had going on. Another thing that I've heard is that the therapist made too many assumptions, too many generalizations. So how that has played out for some folks is because this person happened to be of a certain age, uh, happened to be a black person, let's say a black male in his mid-30s, there might have been an assumption that the therapist had that he had certain experiences, such as, and to his detriment. So making an assumption that this person didn't know his father, making assumptions about his educational level, just all sorts of negative, harmful stereotypes without asking the questions. Now, of course, that is, is certainly coming from a therapist who is not culturally competent, and that's important when you seek out therapy is to be connected and be sitting with someone who is culturally competent and culturally affirming in their practice. So they're very comfortable in their own skin as a therapist, in their own culture and racial identity, and they are comfortable in working with you. So how might you be able to recognize that it's not a good fit? Well, one thing, those were two, you know, two, two kind of obvious observations. So if you feel like you don't have an opportunity to share, right? If when you go to sessions, the session becomes about somebody else other than what you want to talk about, that's probably an indicator. If you feel like your therapist is making wild assumptions about who you are, what the problem may be for you, and then where you're trying to go, where the goal is, this also sounds like somebody who is not listening. They have their own agenda. But then it also might feel like it's hard to trust the person. Like, I just don't feel comfortable in letting my guard down. Now, we know this is important in therapy if you're going to kind of get to some of the meat of the issues to be able to trust the person you're working with. And I like to define trust as 
both clarity and consistency. So when things are clear and when things are consistent, then we tend to trust. And so what might that look like in therapy? So if someone is clear, if a therapist is clear, they are very open with you about how they do their work. They talk to you about your own progress towards your goals. They are very consistent in those conversations. They also are consistent about the nature of how you do your work. So making sure that you are being seen in a consistent way. So while it might not be weekly, it might be monthly or every two weeks, but they are keeping track of, and both you both are holding each other accountable to making sure things are progressing in a systematic way. That you're not made to feel ashamed by your issue or made to feel like an experiment. I've, an, an example of that is if, you know, you happen to be presenting uh, of a different religious uh, affiliation, um, a different sexual orientation, and you are made to feel like a social experience experiment by your therapist. So there are all sorts of ways in which these things cannot be a good fit. And, and sometimes you're able to catch some of those things by doing the beginning research in terms of looking at their website, looking at their social media postings, um, even in your phone call with them or email correspondence with them. But sometimes those things are not really clear when you're doing those things. And you might miss those pieces and now you're sitting with somebody and it just doesn't feel good. What I don't want for you is to sit there out of obligation or because you don't want to seem rude when you are not feeling as though you're getting what you need from this experience. That would be harmful to you. And I don't want that to happen for us. So one of the things that might, there might be a solution to this, hopefully, is that you might be able to resolve the conflict with that current therapist. Well, I say conflict, that might sound like a strong word. You might be able to resolve this issue. So you can talk to the therapist about the ways in which you don't feel comfortable. You can talk to the therapist about feeling as though you're not having a lot of space to talk about all the things that you want. You can talk to the therapist about their assumptions or challenge them on their assumptions. I'm asking you to advocate for yourself in this session. There might be opportunities where that doesn't feel like you're able to do it. Maybe it feels intimidating. Something about it just doesn't feel like that would work. And in that case, then it's time to reach out and find another therapist. What I don't want the end result to be is that you abandon therapy altogether, but that you find another space in which you can work on your goals. And if nothing else, you now have a context for what you need, what's important in that therapy process, and you'll be able to use that previous history, that previous experience, to lean on this new experience you're about to have with the next therapist. You'll be able to tell based on the way that they're talking, based on the way that they respond to emails, based on the way that you talk on the phone, whether this is someone who feels different to you. Pay attention to those things. Listen to your gut. 
If your therapist is not a good fit, you do not have to stay with that therapist. But before you go, if it's possible and if it's safe, make sure you talk to that therapist about the ways in which you're not comfortable. That could be a point of growth for that therapist. This is one that happens in a rare instance, but it does happen. And it's something that I don't think we talk a lot about. And so I wanted to make sure, especially in Mental Health Awareness Month, as we are encouraging black entrepreneurs to seek out therapy, mental health services, um, working on their emotional well-being, that if they are not feeling comfortable in that space, to get out of that space. I'm rooted for you all. I want us all to add this therapist to our business building team. I think it's so important. And during the course of this month, I myself have had to expand my team because I was realized, I realized the ways in which I was stressed to my limit. And so I am speaking from experience about adding to your team. It's so helpful. And one of the things that we also have going on tonight, actually. So Wednesday, May 27th, 2020, um, at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I will be hosting a webinar. It's five things that black entrepreneurs need to know before beginning therapy. And so if you follow me on any of my social media accounts, so whether that's Instagram at Dr. Janae Taylor, Facebook at Dr. Janae Taylor, Twitter at Minding My Black Biz, you'll see the ways to log in or register for the webinar tonight. So if you have any additional questions about this process, if you want to talk to a therapist as you kind of make some decisions about how to move forward, this webinar is the opportunity to do that. I'm even going to provide a, a gift for the first 20 participants. I really am rooting for us all. I want us all to win in our black businesses. All right. Until next time. One quick thing before we wrap up this episode is I need to talk to you about our new partnership with BetterHelp.com. So BetterHelp is an online counseling platform, and their mission is to make professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. And you know, that is what we are here to do is to get more Black entrepreneurs connected to therapy. So if you want to start, then all you need to do is complete a brief questionnaire that helps them provide to you appropriate referrals for a therapist, so licensed mental health professionals. You might be really curious about the pricing where there is a monthly uh, subscription that you would pay versus paying per session that you might typically do in a therapy situation. But with this subscription, you get unlimited messaging. So that's by email or by text, as well as one session per week. So that's either by phone or video with your therapist. There are some financial aid options for those of us who might need it and you qualify for financial aid based on your income. So I have been provided with a personalized code that will allow you to get a 20% discount on these services. So if you want to learn more, if you want to even sign up, um, you can visit the personalized link, which is betterhelp.com backslash Dr. Janae. So I will include this link in the show notes so that you can get your 20% discount and get connected to therapy. All right, y'all. That's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, family. We appreciate you listening. We need you to do us a favor. We need you to like, 
comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, join us at Following the Movement on our website, MindingMyBlackBusiness.com. There you can find our Minding My Black Business merchandise, and you can also find our digital academy. Now, our academy is the place where we are looking to expand our resources, particularly emotional wellness resources for black entrepreneurs. And we already have worksheets there, and we have more resources to come. You can follow us on our social media platforms. On Twitter, we are Minding My Black Biz. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. And on Facebook, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. So peace and blessings to us all. Out there, and they ask you what you're doing. Don't forget to tell them I'm minding my black business. business.